So here we are for oh. another Antiquity of Comics episode, having not watched the movie we were supposed to watch. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, all right, listeners at home, <laughs> I want you to ask yourself, do I want to watch the movie version renditions of Hulk? And if any one of you said yes, you should probably not listen to our podcast. At least not this episode. Yeah, at least are... not this episode. I mean, or any episode. I mean, I, you, I think you I should don't be... want to tell anybody not to listen to our well, podcast. No, no, no. If, I if... mean, like, if you want to watch the Hulk movie, I mean, you just you you need therapy. You need you need help. You need, you need to contact so maybe, so maybe, they, maybe they should listen to our episode after they take care of themselves a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, come some... back. Go go out into the world. Go seek professional help. Come back to us once Build you... Build a support system. Yes, once that's you... not debate. <laughs> once, <laughs> once you have healthy, loving relationships in your life because and there's... you don't hate yourself anymore, come back to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> oh. so i i haven't i have never seen the ang lee one have you ever seen the ang lee one i did and all right here's my thing have you seen batman v superman no well i mean like good good for you first of all good for you i, I saw did. i saw suicide squad and i was like i'm done with the dc universe the only thing that's going to be able to make me watch another DC Universe movie is this fucking podcast. <laughs> and then, all right. And then, you know what? I agree with you 100%. And that's actually why I have not seen Wonder Woman because I've been so burned by DC movies where I'm right. like, I like everyone like, says if, that's if, the one to watch, but right. I don't care. Like, right. Like Aquaman <laughs> and Wonder Woman are like the two ones where it's like, yeah, they're great. And it's like, well, I don't fucking care. You could make Oscar worthy fucking films and I won't watch them because you burned me too many times. I'm not going to watch the one good episode of a shitty TV show. Right. And <laughs> also like fuck Amber Heard. So I'm not going to watch. Aquaman. Oh, yeah. No. Fuck Amber Heard. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck Amber Heard. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually surprised that you're so. Fuck, like you're you're so adamant about about disliking her. I kind of figured you'd be you'd kind of have more of a a middle ground. Well, all right, like, all right. So my stance on Johnny Depp himself kind of wavers back and forth a little bit because I I don't understand the full situation. So you have separate opinions. I have separate saying. opinions gotcha. about separate people. Well, fair enough. That's fair. initially I was like, wait, no, uh, I that doesn't sound like Johnny. I guess like. I was like, okay, I guess, like, I mean, if he's beating Amber, then fuck him. Believe the woman, right? Yeah, like, like yeah. I mean, like, if, if I believe victims, but yeah. then more evidence came out, and it was like, she openly admitted to beating Johnny. Yep. So, whether or not he beats her, that is a separate issue. Fuck Amber Heard, because, because she, she openly admitted. He's like, yeah, no, like, I have to leave the room when you're ever attacking me because we just can't have a, a conversation like that. But you just get me so mad, Johnny. You get me so mad. Oh, but we can't have that conversation when you. <laughs> no, like, no, you can't. Like, Amber, you cannot justify beating somebody because right. you're mad. Right. Like, you would beat me all the time if you were mad at yeah, me. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, so, yeah, that's that's its own thing. But when it comes to DC, burned way too many fucking times. And to answer your original question about, like, if I watched the Ang Lee Hulk, I did watch it. And I actually liked it better than most DC movies that come out today. 
I don't, okay. and I, I liked it better than the 2008 Hulk with Edward Norton. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to die on the hill of, oh, the Ang Lee Hulk movie is good. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's better yeah, than clearly trash. Are, clearly are, clearly yes. Are. I'm saying it's better than like the worst movie you've ever seen. <laughs> I, I really, honest to God, think that the entire Edward Norton movie went wrong. I'm not saying like when you're watching the movie, it's good until this point. Yeah. I'm saying when they wrote the movie. Yes. The decision that made the movie get bad was when they decided to have abomination be the villain. Having, having evil Hulk be the villain. You, you took a story that's already hard to tell because when he, when he, you know, Hulk's Hulk's out, he's no longer his person. And now you can't develop his character anymore. You already have that weakness. Why would you apply that to the villain too? Why wouldn't you just have like, why wouldn't they just have like a really, really good villain since the hero is kind of boring and like, I mean, not, not to say right. Hulk is boring, but it's like, it's, it's, it's like a weird thing to transform into a movie. They couldn't do the stuff they did in Thor three because he like, they hadn't built him up enough yet. They couldn't do that right out of the gate. I, I think the issue is, I mean, they, they thought that the 2008 Hulk movie was going to be the next Iron Man film because they just did Iron Man and it got like this enormously like overwhelmingly positive reception. They thought it was going to be this next. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, the people like Iron Man, they're going to like the Hulk. He's a more popular character Ugh. than Iron Man. Well, not anymore. Not. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, and they, they like tried to build up the Hulk fighting the leader who is another like famous Hulk villain. Because they 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 put I remember distinctly them putting like the the sort of or laying the groundwork for the leader to come and uh, well, be that's the supposed villain. to be what like Hulk two was going to be about <laughs> yeah but it, it's like all right do you want Hulk to fight a villain yes or no uh if the answer is yes then you probably should like establish a pretty well known Hulk villain and have him fight that so let me tell you something. As the person who comes into this not reading comic books, I could not tell you a single villain that Hulk is like an, an, a nemesis with. Like, there's no, there is no like Batman Joker or like even like Spider Man and like, you know, uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, uh, uh, the Green Goblin? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, there is no like instant, like, he's just not super well known because right. his character I, it, is so weird having like the two sides of him, like, it worked better as like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Where it was like a yes. fiction novel. It worked better that way, which is so weird because his power is so visual. You would and, think it would work better in a comic, but it just doesn't. And that's like, actually one of the reasons why I like the Ang Lee film is that it explores more of the Jekyll and Hyde duality uh, of man. Okay. And people didn't like that because it's boring, but also like it, the, the main villain Hulk fights in that movie is uh, probably his most recognizable villain, and that is the U.S. military. I was about to say, isn't it just like a tank? <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> right, right. It's him smashing things, right. because and the military being like, "Don't smash things," and Hulk being like, "Smash things!" Like, like that. That is Hulk's most recognizable villain. So I can understand that, but uh, it felt like for a few on a few different aspects. One, it felt like. I I don't tend to criticize visual effects as much, but it felt like the 2008 Hulk film took like several steps back in CG 
than the 2003 Hulk film. I don't understand why we never, like, they did that shit where it's like you never really see him transform. Like, he transforms, like, through smoke, or you just, like, see, like, little bits of him, like, transforming. And that just, I never understood that. You know what I mean? It was like, we finally got it in um uh, the first Avengers movie. When yeah, he's like, I'm always angry. Like, how then, is that not happening in 2008? They had the power, they had the technology to do that. They could, they could make him better, faster, stronger. Like, right. Uh, and like, th- that's the thing is uh, the Avengers was handled very well. And I feel like that film really helped put Hulk as the forefront and made him a character people cared about. Right. I, I, I really think that the MCU did a good job recognizing that maybe there was a way to make a Hulk movie. But at this point, his reputation was so destroyed yeah. that nobody was going to go see one. So they had to do something different with him, and, but still make him a forefront, which is why they put him in Hulk in Thor 3. Yeah. And that's why they made him such an important part of Endgame. Yeah. Because they realized that when you're distracted with other things, the ridiculousness of Hulk is, is easier to swallow. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel. Uh, very strongly, I think you're right, a hundred percent in that Hulk is a difficult character to sell, at least in terms of writing a character with. Well, actually, no, no, I'm gonna go back on this. I think Hulk is actually a pretty easy character, not necessarily the Hulk himself, but Bruce Banner is an easy character to kind of sell because you have a walking time bomb of a character who's just like afraid of getting angry and then like you have to have him go to like places like that are densely populated like New York City or like he's always on the run from the fucking US government and uh, all sorts of different situations like that where it's like yeah no he's a very compelling interesting character you're just not really exploring as much that sort of Jekyll and Hyde situation as well I think the Hulk is an interesting character because the Hulk and Bruce Banner have two different personalities. Right. Pretty obviously. I mean, like, yeah, like one, but like the Hulk, as we saw in Thor Ragnarok, had his own distinct personality. And it wasn't just angry smash. It was like, I mean, it was angry smash, but there was just like more to it. I don't really know. It was like, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was, it was almost like, it was almost like because they were able to give him an apartment Yes. Because they were on a, they were on another planet, they were just like able to explore more of what he was because he could exist as Hulk for more than like two minutes, right? Because the second he needed to walk through a door frame, it was over, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And actually, because like so, when Hulk first appeared, uh, yeah, and actually he's a, he's kind of like a unique uh, figure with a lot of like founding Avengers and what have you, because he didn't appear in Tales of Suspense or some special like he didn't no he had his own comic book from the start believe it or not that's which, so weird because that like that whole like tales of spence thing is something i like literally learned about the last time we recorded an episode <laughs> and yeah. like, now we're already to like the exception and i'm like i'm like <laughs> <laughs> well i mean like no and i can understand how that's kind of like an issue for some people and i, I agree that it is sort of a weird thing but i do like the formula, I will actually to this day still defend the tales of suspense sort of formula for oh, doing things. Oh, that works perfectly. I wish they would do that now. I I, I agree. I wish they would throw out comic books like here's four new superheroes. Tell us which one you like. We'll put them. In, we'll give them their own comic. That would be great. 
oh, fucking <laughs> instead of like Marvel deciding like, hey, we're going to uh, uh, appeal to people by trying to make snowflake and safe space or even worse when it's just like we came up with a new superhero. It's Thor, but a woman. I will say those comics were actually really fun. Okay, fine, but like you get my point. Like you get your point. Where it's just like we're gonna take established hero, have somebody else take up the mantle. Right. That's been done to death. Well, but like, but like they thought it was like more interesting if they gender swapped the character too. Congratulations, you discovered 2008 Tumblr. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, don't get me wrong. I am stoked. For Thor Love and Thunder. Like, do not get me wrong. Yes. Thor's a character. I will take Thor, like, 25. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Like, what they do is, I, I will watch that fucking movie. That was just an example where, like, they thought it was interesting, but, like, really, you just... Right. <laughs> right. I, I agree. Um, like, I mean, I do like, for example, Sam Wilson as Captain America. Wonderful. So excited for that. Especially, like, given the fact that the Falcon in the comics has been, like... Like, there's Bucky... And there's Falcon. And those are like the two most established supporting characters behind Captain America. And in the comics, it was a little different with Bucky, as you can imagine. Well, yeah, because he's black, so you couldn't have as much focus on him back then. No, no, right? Sam was... Uh, is, oh, no, I mixed him up. I mixed him up, yeah. No, Falcon was always black. Well, right, well, right. But, but like Bucky, I, Bucky uh, uh, Winter Soldier, right. he, he actually was Cap's sidekick, who was an actual kid going to fight Nazis. (laughs) And like Bucky was a kid. Yeah. Bucky was like, Oh, Bucky was Robin essentially. Oh yeah. So he wasn't like, so he wasn't like his like childhood friend. No. Oh, that's such a cool storyline though. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) I'll go to bat for that storyline for anyone. That's like anyone that's like, Oh, they didn't do that in the comics. Like that's a sweet storyline. The fact that like his like child, like his like, like the friend he enlisted with suddenly came back and was alive, like an evil version of him. That was cool. No, no, no. <laughs> I think they did it the best way possible in the films. Okay. And that's actually a thing, like, as a, a fan of comics and a fan of films, I will totally concede that, like, sometimes you just have to fucking change things to fit in the medium of film and things that are just, you know, maybe in the 1940s or 50s didn't get this exactly right. Maybe they, they've kind of like, as some, maybe we can change that and adapt it with the times. Right. But get, Oh, go ahead. Oh, it was kind of like um, something that people get really mad about with Harry Potter is that he didn't have green eyes in the movies. Yeah. Because, like, he's supposed to have Lily's eyes. He's supposed to look like James, but have Lily's eyes. Yeah. And, and everyone was mad he didn't have green eyes. But that was, like, blah, blah, blah. the fact most people don't know is that, like, he had green eyes for the first three scenes they filmed, but Daniel Radcliffe was having, like, severe allergic reactions. Oh, no. And, 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 he, was, like, and he was, like, saying, no, I want to keep trying. I want to keep doing it. And like the director was like, dude, you're 11. Like, take your fucking contacts out. Oh, my God. And they called up JK and they said, they said, is it a big deal if he has green eyes? And JK was like, I mean, fuck JK. But like, she was right. still mattered then. And like, and like, and, and she was like, no, it's not important. That he has green eyes. It's just important that he has Lily's eyes. So, so they could change the, the actors right, who plays right. Lily's and, but eyes. Every, but everyone got mad when he didn't have green eyes. And it was like, well, you didn't look far enough into that decision. And what you realize is that like, Daniel Radcliffe was like the perfect actor to play Harry Potter. Yes, I would so, fucking like, like, like replacing him with someone else just because he could wear contacts would have been ridiculous. Right. Like, you know, I would, like, that would be like, okay, uh, 
listen here uh uh what's his fucking name uh wolverine uh uh hugh jackman hugh jackman like that's like saying all right hugh you're a fantastic wolverine but you're too tall to play (laughs) wolverine because wolverine is like five two you're like six foot i think you're a little too too tall to play wolverine like that would I would if I was Hugh Jackman and a, uh, a director told me that I'd probably kick him in the nuts. <laughs> I, I would imagine that Hugh Jackman's kicked several directors in the nuts. I, I hope <laughs> Hugh Jackman has kicked several. And the, directors and like, and the in ones the nuts. he hasn't, he's just like saying in such a high pitched note that like their nuts hurt. Like he just like <laughs> he just like Man, he, can he, I like, tell hit you that, hit the resonant frequency of their nuts and they explode? Can you? Can I? Can I tell you that like? When I thought what he did like this, I was like, no fucking way. And then I found out that that was his career before Wolverine. I right. was like, what? Like, you know what his career was before that? Oh, God. High school gym teacher. No, it wasn't. A hundred percent. There is an interview of Hugh Jackman with a reporter who's like, so, uh, so what was like, was like uh, prepared for this? And it was one of his former students was that reporter. And he's like, actually, uh, it was this. And I'm what I'm actually concerned about how your physical education is still going. (laughs) 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 So, like, yeah, like, yeah, that's a so interesting person. But actually, uh, it's it's funny that we brought up Captain America in terms of Hulk because which we should focus on Captain America in terms of Hulk because I think the next movie we're talking about is Captain America so we that don't want to talk is really too much important. about Captain America. So like <laughs> not too many things from the very like Incredible Hulk issue number 1 uh not too many things stuck around from that there has been some he was gray, right? You yes. in the last episode. Yes, yes, yeah. he was he was gray originally. Uh so the original setup for Bruce Banner becoming the Hulk was they were testing a new super weapon to help, you know, because like in the, the around the time that, that Hulk and most superheroes were created, nuclear energy was still sort of like this new discovery where there was a lot of like unknowns with it. So you could still write sci-fi about it and people wouldn't go, um, excuse me, that's yes. not how it works. Right. It's like <laughs> when like when we were kids and they discovered mitochondria, and then everybody was like, What does mitochondria do? It's the power of the cell. Oh, well, well I don't we, think they discovered it when we were kids. That I think, was just I think like, they did though. Like and, I think that was just something they rammed down our throats, so we all thought it was like this like really interesting thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. I mean that, that could be wrong, but like <laughs> like it was such like a newer understanding of like how cells worked when we were like kids. And then they would like be like, if you modify the mitochondria, now you're a Superman. Like, <laughs> like uh so I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're but saying. like yeah. anytime there's like a relatively new scientific discovery, you're allowed to kind of like run with it in sci-fi. And gamma radiation in particular was still relatively unknown. So the idea of like a a gamma bomb being dropped and then this guy being exposed to gamma radiation was sort of like, well, what would happen? The answer is you would die. Right. But (laughs) (laughs) so the story of Bruce Banner is he's this uh, gamma uh, scientist who's like developing a bomb to help the, the government And they're testing a new bomb and bear with me. There's a pizza delivery driver. 
This is the original comic. The Hulk issue number one. Because I, I got to tell you, like, like for how many times I've seen the Spider-Man origin story, I don't actually know really how Hulk was made because any movie I've seen with him, he was already the Hulk. Okay. Yeah. So, so please. Yeah. No, no. Like, so, <laughs> so there's this pizza delivery driver and he's driving in the air, the restricted area where they're going to drop the bomb. Let me tell you, as a pizza drive, as an ex-pizza driver, that is valid. I have done some <laughs> shit. I have done I have done some... <laughs> Listen to me, like, like that, that fucking code on your car is a park anywhere, get away with it, ticket. That is a, that is a, like, drive the wrong way down a one-way, and like, you know what that sign means to every cop in the area? I'm not drunk. That's what uh-huh. that means. Okay. They don't, they don't give a fuck about you. They seriously <laughs> not. They just want you to get your pizza and go the fuck back to the store so you get off the road and not get hit by one of the other drunk drivers. Right, like, right, <laughs> right. And like, so apparently they were okay with him driving in a nuclear test site. I, like, 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 I, like, I, like, I will tell, I am telling you, I would not be shocked if that actually <laughs> happened to at least one delivery driver in their life where they were driving around and they were like, oh, shit. Shit. Like I should not be here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, so Bruce, being the selfless individual that he is, runs out there to save this pizza delivery driver and the pizza and the pizza. Of right. course, the pizza. You need to save the pizza. <laughs> he sa- he manages to save him, but in the process, gets caught up in the blast, exposed to uh, incredible amount of gamma radiation, and. In that process, he ends up developing a, not necessarily split personality, but when the sun goes down, he becomes this Hulk, this When the sun goes down? Yes. It's actually different than (laughs) what we're used to. Okay. (laughs) So when the sun goes down, he becomes this sort of like gray, massive muscle blob thing that- I guess the gray and the night. Yeah. Kind of make more sense together. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And all right. he uh, ends up like just smashing through like brick walls and like uh, it, it was a weird story. There's like the strongest man in Asia tries to make him his slave. It's a weird fucking. Okay. Like, and like it was like this weird like another blob of a character. It, old comics were weird, Evan. <laughs> I think I should point this out that old comics are fucking weird. He does it by shooting the Hulk with a special gun. That's also, you know, I would say that that was just a thing of the time, but that carried out well. Like the idea of a special gun just fixing scenarios carries well up until recently. Oh yeah. Where like you build like, like a gun with a specific bullet for this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I don't know if you've, uh, if you watched agents of shield at all, I don't think you did. I really. watched a little bit. Uh, I mean, that was an answer for Luke cage in the Netflix series. I didn't but, watch like, that season one. Uh, well, past season one, like in one season one, there was like bullets that could hurt. Luke oh, the one that like drilled into yeah, him. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I do remember that. But like, I mean, like, like the, those two, like the two nerdy characters in Agents of Shield, they were just constantly coming up with new bullets to like, <laughs> right? Or like, all right, and this is another Captain America thing. Like, th- the dumbest way I think they've ever killed a character is when they killed ca- uh, Captain America. Probably like, was that two thousand? six seven somewhere around there they killed captain america and they he in real like real world time he was dead for like three years you know how they brought him back wait like in our 
Hang on. So this is comic books, right? This yes. is not the MCU. How'd they kill him with a special gun? They kill he he was shot to death in public in New York. So it's like And they brought him back from that? Yeah. I'm gonna say cloning. That's my guess. He was <laughs> shot. <laughs> They, they they explained it away. They had three real life, not comic book years, but three like you and me living in this actual realities years to figure out a way to bring Captain America back because anytime a comic character dies, they just fucking come back. Or or have somebody else take up the mantle. Exactly. <laughs> or both. Or both. <laughs> Look at the Flash. That's another story. But <laughs> Yeah, we're going to talk about the Flash TV show at some point on this fucking podcast. Oh my God. But anyways. But so they had three real world years to figure out how are we going to bring Steve Rogers back as Captain America. The Their solution was, well, when he was shot, he wasn't shot with a regular bullet. He was shot with a time bullet. That's a bullet that sends you through time. What? Yes. <laughs> so it was like the opposite. They like cured him with a special bullet instead of killed him with a special bullet. No, he was de- he was dead. No, no, because- but like, but I'm saying like, like, like he like in the original comic when he got shot, there is not a single time they say the word time bullet, right? Yes. So that's what I'm saying is like normally they build a gun to kill a character. This time they built the gun afterward. Yes. To save his life. To retroactively <laughs> be like, oh no, his consciousness is just going through time right now. He's actually alive. He's just going through time. Do they go forward or backwards? Everywhere. No, I mean, I don't think like when Captain America gets shot, does he go forward or backwards? Like he's just like tumbling randomly through time. Oh, so he's like appears randomly? Like his like his consciousness. So oh. like it's not his physical body. It's his consciousness going through back and forth through time. That's dumb. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> it, why do I read comics? <laughs> but anyway. I mean, hopefully hopefully it's gonna manifest itself into an extremely successful podcast that will be able to quit our job because it's yes. so good. That's why you read comic yes. books. <laughs> That's why when I was like six, I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a podcast one day talking about time bullets with Captain America. <laughs> and but, then your brother was like what's a podcast and you were like I don't know it's a word I just like said <laughs> uh, but with with later iterations of the Hulk because as you can imagine with a character as old as the Hulk there have been tellings and retellings and retellings of retellings as as they do as most characters are so one of the uh, more I would say modern takes on how the Hulk functions as a character or why he was created was the way Hulk was made in later comics was deeply tied to who Captain America is as a character. So Captain America, the interesting thing with him is they didn't necessarily update his origin story with other characters because Captain America is so deeply tied to the fight against Nazi Germany. They decided, no, Captain America as a character stayed it like that's when he was made. For example, when we talked about Iron Man and we talked about his origin being in the Vietnam War, him being updated to modern times wasn't a big stretch. But then when they made the Captain America movie, it was still a World War Two movie. Yes. Okay. They which I honestly liked. I, I that do was cool. I do yeah. like that. And I, I think that actually provides an interesting concept where Captain gets frozen in ice, which is a common theme, and that's 
This was done in uh, the Ultimates series of Marvel, which a lot of comic fans, myself included, will say started out fantastic. And then after the a certain... Yeah, okay. Ultimate Avengers. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Starts out fantastic. And then eventually, after a certain point, nosedives into uh, the bizarre and not good writing. Okay. So, uh, Captain America... World this is War- this is different than like the than like um uh, Chris Pratt's character Star Lord his dad oh ego the living planet yeah yeah this is different than that like you're not talking about like you're not talking about they're called the celestials yeah the celestials okay, are, yeah, yeah, well that's, like that's okay because like ego isn't technically celestials but he made, they made it because it's like okay you have celestial bodies why not okay okay make but those that's separate from what you're talking about like, well, you're talking about the ultimates that's not yeah the same ultimates. Thing. Okay. Ultimates is just like a title run of a series. Gotcha. Okay. So it was okay, like okay, the okay, Ultimate okay. Avengers. It's technically its own universe. And in this universe, Bruce Banner uh, is living in modern times. And he is a scientist researching how to recreate the super soldier serum that made Captain America in the 40s. Okay, I did know that. I've heard that before, and I did know that. And there's like, there's like, it's like he's not the only one that's like a twisted Captain America. Am I wrong? Like, like Green Goblin is that way too, right? In the yes, originals, yes. yeah, well, yeah, Okay, yeah. in in the Ultimate timeline, this is how I, I believe that's how Green Goblin came about. I, th- I think, I, like, I think I've heard, I think I've seen it a couple times that, like, for whatever reason, it worked in World War II, and nobody's been able to recreate it, and that's how we because, like, the all scientist these- who created it was shot immediately after is that uh, okay. ingest, or, uh, injecting Steve with it. That part I didn't know, yes. or at least don't remember from the movie if it happened. And then, like, he kind of had the formula right, and that's how he made Red Skull, but then it melted his face, and then he had a Red Skull. Red Skull was another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 for sure. Yeah, so essentially, that's how the... And I do actually prefer this take on Bruce Banner. I will say that I really do like this. And actually, the Ultimates did a lot of things right. Some some things wrong, but one of the things I really like on how they adapted the Hulk as a character into this timeline is when they adopt uh, adapted him into this timeline they really wanted to sell home the idea that bruce banner turning into the hulk is a devastating event it hurts like not not it doesn't just hurt him but the hulk's rampage is like an isolated 9-11 oh that's what they wanted like okay. when, when they wrote this story uh they like there was chapters just dedicated to firefighters and police rescuing victims of Hulk's rampage. Interesting. And I thought that was like, it really brought home the level of destruction that is the Hulk and also the understanding and reasonable understanding of, wow, we have to figure out what the fuck this is and how to stop it. Because I think it's very easy, especially in the Avengers movies or whatever have you, the idea that, oh, yeah, here's all this massive property damage. Nobody died, but everything is Hulk turning into the Hulk should terrify everybody. And I am on board with that. I am, too. And that's something that kind of I felt was like missing from the story is like they kept trying to do that. He kept saying like he was so scared to turn into him. He's like. You know, I tried to kill myself, but the other guy spit out the bullet. And it's like, 
you know, cool, but like, why do I care? I've only ever seen him save people. Don't right, like, you know, like and like and that kind of bothered me in in the in the MCU. You know, I wish I wish we would have seen and like and like I feel like that was really much. There was really a product of how hard it is to make a Hulk centric movie. You know, I, I feel if they did kind of take more from the uh, uh, Ultimates timeline, I think that would sell more to the viewers at home. The other thing that I really liked about the Ultimates timeline, and this is a side tangent, is you know how in the movies Steve Rogers is sort of like his morals are right even for by today's standards? Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, yeah, Captain yeah. America. Yeah, yeah. In the Ultimates timeline, his morals are very much 1940s. Interesting. And I, I mean, like, I understand, like, why you wouldn't necessarily want the leader of Avengers to have some off-colored remarks, but... So he comes back and he's still, like, He's racist. still, I mean, he's still kind of racist. He's still kind of sexist. Like, but it, but it makes sense for the character. It's not that every character has to be some moral purity. It's they, they, like, could have, they could have taken that opportunity to have him change and grow. Yeah. They could have had him come out and be like, Whoa, you have black over here? And they could have been like, Yeah, Steve, that's normal. Calm down. Right. And he could have like he could have like learned that, you know. The right. problem is I think I think Chris Pine is too much of a like or, uh Chris uh, uh Chris Pine. Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans. There's like Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth yeah. like all no, of them. But like he's too much of a he's too much of a pretty boy for us to have anything bad. Cause like the the thing about the thing about pretty boys is the second you give them a reason to hate them, everybody hates them. Yes. Because they're already so fucking handsome. Right, right. So so <laughs> but if you if you if you make a guy like Chris Evans look the way he looks and act the way he did in those movies. You just love him because he's perfect. He has America's right. ass and blah, 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 blah. Right. But it's like, but like if, if they had made him racist for a second, yes. we all would have been like, frat bro, fuck this guy. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? And we, and he never would have recovered. He never, right. you know, right. so, so I, I, I get what you're saying. That's more realistic and it's better in some ways, but I think like we talked right. about earlier, no, no, no. And from I, a movie perspective, only way they could have gone. And uh, yeah, again, like in, in the route that they took in the, the films, I agree with the decision they made. Right. I just feel like if I was making the film and I was making it outside of the idea of criticism, I would have probably had him have more 1940s morals because it would make more sense right. for that character. I agree with that. The, How great would that scene have been when the first time he meets Falcon running around, would it have been if he had been like, like learning about black people in that moment. Right. You know and what I like mean? he yeah. actually like has a little bit more of an open discussion on race and like actually let him grow a little more and see, it's like, Oh, well this is somebody well, who like from another class of citizen that I, when I grew up, I viewed them as lesser. He went through the same trials and experiences I did. Right. And he fought for the same country I did. Yep. And that could have been a great, great sort of point for the film to have Steve grow. The issue being that Steve needs to be the uniting perfect figure in right. the films. But like, quite frankly, it's like, like think about if like uh Iron Man had some racist stuff in the first one and then grew, we could have accepted that because yeah. we love to hate Tony yeah. Stark. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not that way with Captain America. No. Yeah. One of the moments in the books that I really like is there is a scene with uh, Hank Pym which okay. is the original Ant-Man. And in the, the, I understand why they actually had to change which 
Ant-Man they went with with the film. It was a timeline thing. It wasn't even a timeline thing. No. It was Hank Pym is the worst person in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) (laughs) There is no saving Hank Pym. Okay, fair enough. And in they the got old, a good guy to play him. Then I what's what's his name? Uh, uh wait, the actor or the, the actor? Um, fucking. Uh, he was in uh, Romancing the Stone. Uh, yeah. funny guy. Uh, well, future Lyra. Put in his name right here. <laughs> Michael Douglas. Yeah, that Michael Douglas. <laughs> that Michael Douglas. And we all know it. Like, oh, it felt so good to hear his Michael Douglas's name. It felt like right. my brain. Right. Right. <laughs> now I can't look. Michael Douglas. But because you because you don't have the audio moment work. <laughs> Future Lyra. Every time we talk about Michael Douglas, what Michael Douglas's name. <laughs> so Hank Pym. He is the worst person, okay. as we can tell, as we know. For example, uh, in the movies, they had to have it so that way Tony made Ultron. Hank Pym made Ultron in the comics. That makes sense. Yeah. He also is a woman beater. He, oh. he beats his wife, the Wasp, all the fucking time. Great. And in the Ultimates timeline, Ant-Man, or in this case, Giant Man, he is... An alcoholic, Hank Pym. The suit is fucking with his mental state because becoming big makes him unstable and it fucks with his mental state and he starts beating his wife. And uh, I guess at least he had a reason and he wasn't just like, yeah, I mean, kind of like, like, like not re- to justify no, no, not like a reason that she did something and deserved it. But like, but like, at least he like, at least it wasn't just like, oh, he drinks a lot. You know what right. I mean? Like, uh, so he, he ends up beating the wasp captain finds out and it leads to one of my favorite moments in comic book history captain just shows up at hank's pym's place and just starts kicking the shit out of hank pym saying get big try that on me (laughs) (laughs) which he does and then gets his ass kicked by captain america dropping when he's big even when he's big because he ends up they're fighting on a construction site drops a fucking support beam on Hank Pym, and he's just like, fucking get big, try that on me, just punching the <laughs> shit out of a wife beater. And it's like, you know what? This is that, of all the 1940s things to have, beating your fucking neighbor's ass because he beats his wife, you know, that is the one thing from the 1940s I will accept. That should still exist. <laughs> yes, to this day. Everybody at home. The fact that we're not allowed to beat yes. up our neighbors for beating their wives is right. not acceptable. Right. Everybody at home, for legal reasons, this is a joke. Everybody at home, if your neighbor beats their wife, beat them. <laughs> we're kidding. For legal reasons, again, that's a joke. But <laughs> and preferably, if you're a fan of this podcast, and while you're uh, uh, jokingly beating your right. neighbor for beating their wife, say "get big." Do that on me. <laughs> they will have no idea what you're talking about, but we will. And then we'll read the we'll read the news article, and we'll and we'll know <laughs> that we instigated that shit. <laughs> and then we won't be surprised at all when the police no. knock at our doors. No, none. What's no surprise whatsoever. But uh, getting back to the main character of this episode, the Hulk. The Hulk is actually an interesting character. I think he just hasn't been done well in the movies outside of Thor Ragnarok. 
and the Avengers. I was about to say, I would say both Avengers movies did a pretty good job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say uh, the, the takeaway I would give for Hulk is he is a disturbed figure who really helps highlight the duality of man. But I mean, he is a Jekyll and Hyde figure and to really tell his story, there needs to be consequence for him turning into the Hulk. I mean, I honestly feel like that's where they really went wrong. Yes, I agree. Yeah. They either needed to, they either needed to give Hulk more of a personality or make him more devastating. Yes. And I, or like have a more personal loss. Right. Or hit as a direct result of him turning into the Hulk. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I mean. Is like, is like in yes. Thor, in Thor three, they made him more personable instead that, of exactly. in, and that works. Like, yes. or or they needed to make it where every time the Hulk is in existence, it's like this awful nine eleven style event. Yes, yeah, I get what you're saying. And those are two viable paths that I think filmmakers should have gone, can still go, have done with the more personable right. route, but. I think that's a, a good roadmap for making a good Hulk film. That's fair. Honestly, you could do both. It wouldn't even be hard to do both. No, it wouldn't. Like, really, really, I think that would be the that would be the solution is, like, there is no villain. It's just Hulk is the villain. And it's about, like, Bruce Banner figuring out how to, like, communicate with himself. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, how, and to, how to stop himself kind of thing. And honestly, using the film as an allegory for understanding your own personal anger and working through it and finding healthy coping mechanisms. How fucking important would that be today? Right. right. Especially with our most recent president. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had a clown laugh right there. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I think I think that's a good note to close on, though. Is just yes. like is like that's what they should have done in the movie, and, and you know that's more that's more true to the comics as we've learned in the episode. You know, and I and it would have been able to, and we would have gotten more connections from the Hulk to other characters had they done that. Yes, and they didn't, and here we are. And maybe 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 the one day they will make. Maybe one day they'll. I hope they out. do. I, I hope they try one more time. Like because, Hollywood generally doesn't try more than three times on something like that. Yeah. But if the right if the right writer and the right actors get behind a, a solo Hulk movie, I think they could pull it off. I mean, realistically, we are farther away from the 2008 Hulk film than the 2008 Hulk film was from the Ang Lee Hulk film. Oh, that's that's interesting. Because that that. The Ang Lee one was like 2003 or 2004. Oh, yeah, it was only like five years. Yeah, yeah so we're far enough away where I think they could try again. Well, and we trust Mark Ruffalo at this point. Yes. Oh, speak, man. Okay, I know we're trying to end this episode right now, but I just, I got to connect this to the to the EEA episode where we just watched Zodiac that had Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo in it. <laughs> and, and like the whole time, all I could think about was Hulk and Iron Man. Like they're arguing and shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> just get your suit and fight it out. Like, why is this like... <laughs> actually not, not, sorry one last thing before we end the episode the line in the first Avengers movie where like Tony and Cap are like going toe to toe does I, I felt like that was a direct reference to the Hank Pym fight where he's just like put on the suit <laughs> like oh yeah that was definitely a fucking ultimate uh, reference fair enough so cool but yeah Thanks for joining us on Antiquity of Comics. We hope to see you next week. 
we'll oh, have two weeks from now. Two weeks We're from still now, doing right? Monthly episodes, right? That's right. Person. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll see you two weeks from now, and then we will talk about Captain America. Well, no, no, no. Because remember, we'll do a we'll do another. You'll do your creator that you want to do that nobody likes that you're not telling me who it is. Oh yes, and then we'll do Captain yes. America after that. Ooh, how many? You're... So how many more episodes do you think before you remember the pattern? Uh, <laughs> probably like a hundred. Okay. <laughs> at least a hundred. Like, no, I mean, I mean, look at me wrong. I would do an MC movie every episode, but you wanted to talk about more abstract things, which I think was a good idea. So we're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you all in two weeks. Take it easy. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <sighs>